The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow. And I'm uh, always happy to be here. Whenever I have that introduction, I'm always thinking about that Saturday Night Live skit with Chevy Chase when he said, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. Okay. Well, I'm Christy Mendelow and you're not, and Very good. you're Richard Mendelow and I like it. you are. <laughs> Friends, if you've listened to the show before, you know that we talk about everything related to the Christian faith. We talk about how messed up the world is. We talk about the amazing opportunity that we have as Christians to change things. We talk about creating alignment in our lives. We talk about struggle, about addiction, about loss, and we talk with people who live courageous Christian lives. Our guest today can speak about all of those things. Yes, absolutely. Norm Welsh says in his biography that he was an agnostic police officer for 26 years. He achieved the rank of commander of a multi-jurisdictional narcotics task force, and in his time, he was exposed to many traumatic incidents. He struggled with PTSD, he struggled with a neuromuscular disease, and in the course of over 30 surgeries, he became addicted to opioids. When his daughter was diagnosed with a serious illness which had a very poor prognosis, he admits to attempting suicide. Ultimately, through a series of poor decisions, he ended up in prison. In prison, God placed people in his life who taught him the gospel, and he found Jesus. He responded to God's calling, and through divine intervention, both he and his daughter were healed. During his eight years in federal prison, he co-pastored the church, and he helped people with PTSD. He also obtained a master's degree in theology wow. and Christian counseling, and then a doctorate in Christian counseling as well. He has since authored a book, and he leads a ministry dedicated to first responders. So uh, it was long to read and uh, an amazing story, and I hope what you'll hear is that wherever you are in your faith and wherever you are in your life, I think you'll agree that our guest today is living testimony to the power of Jesus Christ to change lives. Amen. Amen. Norm Welsh, welcome. What an amazing journey you've had with Jesus. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored. And, and thanks for all the kudos. It's very nice to hear. <laughs> well, God bless you, because, you know, you can read it in a couple seconds, and we know that life happens uh, one minute at a time and one day at a time. And as I think back on your 26 years in law enforcement and your overall journey, we know that though we may have read that bio in just a couple minutes, uh, what it took to live it is uh, an amazing testimony. And I love your honesty, uh, being out there and sharing this, because um, we go through 
so many things in this life. And mm-hmm. if a listener out there can identify in ways with your story, someone who may think, you know, there's no hope for me, um, then uh, I just thank you for you, your willingness to be transparent and uh, then helping others. So thanks for being here with us, Norm. Oh, Amen. Thank you. And let's pray together before we get too far into things. I want uh, God to be with us and for us. So if you can, please bow your heads. If you're driving, don't bow your head. Don't do that. (laughs) But uh, hear our words. Heavenly Father, how amazing is your love. Not that we're deserving of your love. Not that through some act of ours or the works that we do, but because you love us because of who you are. Lord, help us today to turn to you wherever we are in our faith journey. Help us to know more about your love and your amazing power to restore each of us uniquely, regardless of our situation. Help us to hear a message of hope and empowerment. And help us to know that we can take meaningful steps towards you in our walk as we strive to be a part of your solution for this broken world. We pray for each of our listeners, Father for their amazing potential, for their healing, for their hope, and for them to know your love firsthand and in a powerful way. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So uh, I have this question for you. I don't know if it's a good way to start, but as you hear your introduction being read, what comes to you? You know, it, it's it's so difficult to to explain because as a police officer, you know, you swear to to abide by all the laws and be ethical and everything. And I still go to the default setting of of get, having excessive guilt and um, even a little bit of shame, even though it's been many many years now. Um, so when I hear that, uh, I'm grateful that God intervened in my life. But I also feel very bad for the, the poor decisions that I did make. So it's it's it, it's a difficult thing to explain. But um, yeah, there, there's still a lot of guilt. But I'm so grateful that, that God intervened because if He didn't intervene, I never would have become a Christian. My family wouldn't have been saved, and I would probably be one miserable person right now. So when you feel that guilt a little bit kind of nagging at you, do you talk yourself around it? I pray and, and just uh, praise God and, and thank Him for everything I do have. So, like, for instance, when I see a police officer on the road now, I, I, I feel guilt. I mean, they don't know me. They don't know who I am. It's been so many years. But just know that I, knowing that I was there and I did that. And because also when you're, you're an officer and you make a mistake like I made, you tarnish the badge of everyone, right? Every other police officer in the whole country, if not the whole world is being scrutinized a little bit more, which is not a bad thing, but most 99.9% of all the police out there are fine, ethical, hardworking, honest people. And um, so if one person like me does something stupid, it it tarnishes the whole um, culture. What I hear in there is, is in your salvation by God that he has forgiven you. But the reality is, is that it's not necessarily easy to forget. It's it's easy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We want to feel the, the, 
the full forgiveness that the Lord provides. And uh, but we've got to look at the reality of things sometimes, and it is yeah. a bit challenging to forget. Well, okay, but let's talk about this for a second because I think this is a critical topic. We have mm-hmm. all done things right. of which we are not proud. And Jesus said he came not to save the righteous but sinners. And so what I'm hearing is anytime we find ourselves on the wrong road, we have two choices. Either we continue down that road because of the shame of turning around, the shame of admission, the shame of standing in the glare of the truth, or... We accept that very hard weight, and we turn around and go back. I know when I've been driving in the wrong direction, like before NAV, when I would get lost and I'd find that I went the wrong way, I would get so mad because I was like, not only did I go in the wrong direction, but I've got to go back all the same distance. <laughs> but I was reading last night about, uh, in Eric Metaxas' book, uh, Letter to an American Church, And he was talking about people who don't speak out against injustice. Mm. And he was saying that if you don't speak out against injustice, you make it harder for the next person to speak out against injustice. And when they don't speak out against injustice, it makes it harder for another person until eventually nobody is speaking out against injustice. If, on the other hand, you speak out against injustice, you make it easier for the next person to speak out against injustice, and now we are all standing firm in faith against injustice. And I'm trying to make the point that it's the same with our mistakes in our lives, where we either continue down that wrong road because of the shame and the guilt and the burden, or we make the U-turn, and in so doing, we start making it easier for everybody else to make the U-turns in their lives. And so to me, God bless the courage that it took, even if the system forced you into it, you made the turn, and from reading and understanding your bio, you have made it easy. You've made a life's work of making it easier for others to make that turn also. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, that was very well said. Um, I didn't think of it that way. you know, when you commit your, your entire career to always trying to do the right thing, and, and we're not talking, um, you know, um, religiously, we're talking about just doing the, the right thing and um, being fair with people and things. And then you, you do make a mistake, which is a, a, a horrible moral. What I did is I actually um, I, I got into a position where I stole a pound of methamphetamine from the evidence locker, and I gave it to a guy who was um, needing it for, to sell for, for money. So when you go against all of your, your already, your goals of eradicating drugs and because the drugs I think are the main cause of all the problems in this country. Um, I mean, there's a lot more, but one one of the main ones is, is the drug abuse. You go against that. I think it really, it, it breaks your heart, right? And it's it's so difficult to come back from. I mean, in my book, I teach, you know, that, that we shouldn't be, that we um, are no longer under condemnation. But like um, like Christy said, it, it's hard. You know, it, it, it's hard because the, the shame that, that the, 
the devil keeps bringing that shame thing up over and over again. And I believe that he is doing it because I'm on the right track. Not that I'm doing real great things. I, I don't see myself as doing that. But I, I believe that when we're on the right track and we're heading towards God, I believe that the enemy really um, steps up his attacks on us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. I say to Christy all the time, the flack is always thickest over the target. So <laughs> if the devil's not bothering you, you're not bothering the devil. And we're supposed <laughs> exactly. to live lives that bother the devil. And exactly. so I think uh, it's very easy to do a couple things. It's easy to continue on in that wrong direction on that road because of the way you feel about stopping and admitting to friends and family that you're wrong, it would be very easy to stop and turn neither around nor continue in a place of paralysis, in a place where you're just stuck. And mm. it's really not until you stand in the glare of the truth and that you repent tearfully at the foot of the cross and you give it all to Jesus and you accept whatever the world has for you, knowing that you are loved by the creator of the universe and he will make things right. And he calls you and then you start walking one step at a time toward him. Stay with us, friends. We'll be right back. God's word says that he loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281 800 4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mendelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're talking with Norm Welsh, uh, former police officer, uh, made some bad choices, ended up in prison, turned his life around, and is since uh, walking toward the light and trying to lead others there. And uh, in the first segment, we talked a little bit about how uh, his heart hurts for the mistakes that he made and uh, feelings he has of betraying the oath of uh, being a police officer and the badge. And um, what comes to me as we talk about that is who among us is free from sin? And uh, Christy and I have talked a lot this morning about the connection between making mistakes and admitting your mistakes 
and wisdom and maturity. And one of the first words of Jesus' ministry is repent. And who of us is free from sin? And yet many are still walking in the idea that uh, they are not sinful. And it's because they don't truly understand God's righteousness. Because next to God's righteousness, we are all just as dirty as could be. And if you want to talk about who's dirtier, well, that's a lack of wisdom and maturity because that's like uh, when I was a young lieutenant in the Marine Corps, we used to talk about, (laughs) we would joke and say, uh, lieutenants talking about uh, seniority as like, who's more senior? Well, dude, you're all at the bottom. Well, I think the thing that I'm hearing is uh, we may all be dirty, we may all be sinners, but we've been washed white as snow uh, with the blood of Jesus Christ. Provided we stand in the glare of the truth, right. provided we stand in exactly. that place we've of gotta, repentance. We've got to go there. Yes. Uh, but but that's that's the opportunity that is there for us when we do put everything at the foot of Jesus. Yeah, so Norm, think about that for a second. Uh, Jesus talking to the Pharisees who were assembled to stone the adulteress. And yeah. here she's been caught in adultery and they're trying to catch Jesus, and they say to her, they say to Jesus, what do you think? And he says, who is free from sin? Let him cast the first stone. Right. And then they all drop their rocks and walk away. And uh, it's an amazing story, friends, because none of us is free right. from sin. Right. And so I'd like to just uh, say this for a second. I... I'm sure that on the radio, I sound like a fairly normal guy. <laughs> okay, I'm an airline pilot. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm an airline pilot, and that means that I'm probably not a nut. I was a colonel in the Marines, and that means that I'm probably not a nut. And let's say my guest, Norm Welsh, sounds fairly normal. He was a police officer, and as a result of illness and drug addiction, he ended up in prison. And in prison, he turned his life around. And it's no secret. He's told us all this stuff, and he's out in the open. And so what we're saying is that people who cannot speak openly about their mistakes indicates that they may not be where they need to be. So Mm -hmm. what I would ask is, why would two fairly normal, well-traveled, accomplished guys devote their lives to telling you that Jesus is the answer to all of your questions— unless they truly believed it. Mm. And so what I want you to hear is that me, a fairly normal guy, Norm, a fairly normal guy, an honest guy, is is sitting here with Christy, and we're saying, whatever your question, Jesus is the answer. And please don't take too much time to, to turn, to make that turn on that road. Don't tarry. Yeah, we had a guest. We had a guest who has some country roots, and he said, uh, "Norm, his expression was, uh, life's a vapor. Don't yeah. tarry.'" <laughs> don't and, I, tarry. <laughs> and I'm like, "Buddy, who says tarry anymore?" I love it, but it sticks. Hurry. So, Norm, making that turnaround is hard, isn't it? Standing in the glare of that truth is so hard. Yeah. I wonder what would make it easier because you just want people to know that they're loved, that we're all messed up and that we all have the opportunity to make, make a 180. Don't tarry. It goes back to what I said earlier is God has forgiven, but in reality it is hard for us to forget, but we have to move to that place of forgiveness. We have to do what we need to do to help us 
um, really grasp that we uh, have been forgiven. Of course, it starts with the repentance. And so um, I guess I would ask Norm, as we were talking about this, uh, we've we've certainly talked about the 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 tough situation it is to forget from our secular fleshly place. Um, what would you tell someone out there who is struggling to forget and really grasp the forgiveness of God? What would you tell someone? Oh, this is the hardest thing uh, for forgiving others and especially yourself. Is so difficult. I think that we all have this this humanly innate urge to seek others' approval, and when we admit mistakes, we we feel that that shame that comes on. Even though it's like Richard said, it's everybody is there. Everybody's done the same things. I mean, I know, or or not now, but in the past, I've known dozens of officers that had drinking problems. But they're the ones now that are judging and condemning me. So it, even though we, we understand it inside, we don't want to admit that to others because we want their approval. And I believe that this is one of the, the main problems in what I try to teach and I'll write my book is that we only really need God's approval. What, what other people say about me doesn't really matter. We only need to understand what God, how God sees me as. But like Amen. you said, the flesh always wants to have approval from others. We want those kudos. We want that pat on the back. So it is a very difficult walk. And I think Jesus tells us that, that it's not going to be easy. You know, being Christian doesn't mean make everything perfect. Right. So but uh, I think the more, the more you buy into doing things the right way, just doing the right things, the easier it becomes and the more peace and joy that you'll feel. It took me a while, but I've never been at such peace. I've hated myself or I've hated life for many, many years, even before I became a police officer. Because I, 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 the way I like to explain it is we're born with this hole in our heart. And we spend our whole lives trying to fill it with uh, power, money, um, sex, food, uh, gambling, whatever the case may be. And those things may help for a small while, but it's not long-term. And the reason is, is because that hole is God-shaped, you know? And once we, we have entered Jesus in our lives, he, he completes us. He, he makes us whole, W-H-O-L-E, right? He, he completes that, that um, the, the, the psyche, and he completes everything so that now we have that peace. I hope, Amen. Hope that came out okay. <laughs> yeah, makes total sense. Interestingly, no, it's not rambling. In truth, I have my Bible open to Galatians chapter five, and you touched on a lot of points that are right there, uh, specifically um, verse seventeen, Galatians chapter five, verse seventeen, which says, "For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other." So. What we have to struggle with on this earth is that flesh, and yet what Galatians chapter 5 goes on to say is that when we have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, and that is alignment, we're living in truth, we're living in the light, we've uh, peeled back this onion, and there have been lots of tears cried, 
and and now we're we're in a place where we're humbly standing before God, looking at the people around us and saying, "We're all messed up. Uh, let's help each other on this long walk home." And so the fruit of the Spirit, uh, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so, friends, what we're saying here is that although it's hard to make that turn when you've gone down the wrong way because family might be uh, judging you or you may feel judged by this world, which is a little ironic, as messed up as the world is, you're going to judge me. But anyway, that's a whole separate mm-hmm. story. When you come to that place and you just give it to Jesus and you say, I don't want to carry this load anymore. I want to peel back these layers. I just want to be mm-hmm. the person you made me to be. And then you have the peace that Norm is talking about. So Norm, uh, your book, it's called Christ-Centered Healing of Trauma, Healing a Broken Heart. Tell us about that. Well, you just, um, <laughs> you just you identified the whole book there, you know? Well, you wrote the title. If you want to... <laughs> when you suffered um, past trauma or overwhelming life events, we, we as humans always go to, to the, the worst thing we could do to cope with that, right? It, it's doing something sinful, like dr- not saying drinking is sinful, but, you know, overindulging alcohol, drugs, like I just mentioned, all those things. And, and we do that because we don't like to feel those feelings, right, those negative feelings. And you've just explained it, where the, 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 the Holy Spirit wars against the flesh, and that's what's causing us to feel those negative feelings, right? That's what God's telling us. Listen, you have some unresolved issues that you need to deal with. And, and that's why these emotions are not coming out as, they were, as we were designed to experience them. They're, they're coming out as a warning, like uh, a dashboard light on a car. <clears throat> when the light turns red, you have to go to the owner's manual to see what's wrong and to fix it, because it's a, basically it's telling you of an impending disaster. And that's the same thing with our life. Our negative emotions, our anger, our, our resentments, our, our um, you know, just all, all these negative emotions that creep up are basically God's warning to us. We have unresolved issues, and we need to resolve them. So what do we do? We go to our owner's manual in the Bible, and the Bible explains everything to us, from the, from being angry to anxiety to depression. And once we do this, we, we repent, and you spoke about earlier, when we repent for the sinful ways that we've tried to cope with those negative emotions, it releases all that, and we get in line with God's will. And once we get in line with God's will, then that, that peace and joy just automatically comes in. You know, But I'm, I'm going to yeah. warn everybody, it's not easy. Right? It's not easy to deal with our past and admitting the mistakes that we've made and going um, basically acknowledging our, our failures. Yeah, you know what? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. We would live in a world where there were no lies, and there was no cheating, and there were no cover-ups, and we would all just walk each day in the truth. But the but the fact of the matter is, it's a difficult world, and we are reduced by our flesh, and though we are spiritual beings living here just for a time, sometimes uh, we get into trouble for various reasons— and then, as Norm said, we start with various attempts to self-medicate the pain of that misalignment. 
But what I'm advocating and what we're saying here is it's much better to pull that thorn out, even if it hurts. Let's pull that thorn out. Let's turn to Christ and let's seek his healing, which is the only real healing. So, friends, stay with us. We'll be back for the third segment with Norm Welsh. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mindelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're speaking with Norm Welsh, uh, incredibly courageous man, former law enforcement, uh, ended up in prison and had the integrity to stand in the glare of the truth, in the glare of his failure, and seek Jesus as he turned around, and now he's helping others to know the peace of Christ, that peace that can only be in Christ when we admit who and what we are, and we come to grips with that. And what strikes me, Norm, is that I often talk on the show about uh, how we each have a different corner of the battlefield. There's a different place where we're each called to serve God. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about it. And, um, you know, if my ministry is to talk to uh, men uh, about being courageous Christians and um, 
submit themselves to God and to be the spiritual heads of their households. And uh, Christie's um, battlefield is to be a Christian counselor, a Christian divorce counselor to help people in that area. Then what makes us of use to God is not the things that we've done brilliantly, but the places where we've failed. Because it's the alcoholic who can talk to people about quitting drinking. So what do you think of that notion that uh, it's in our struggles where we are called to serve? I truly believe it. I think it's in Corinthians that says that when God allows, allows you to, to make it through a trial in your life, it's a preparation for you to help others that are going through similar trials. And you're right. I, I can't reach um, gang members because you know, I'm an ex-cop. Um, but I, I think I can reach um, first responders. The, the problem being right now is well, my criminal history is, is so fresh that they're not really allowing me in. But I believe that with persistence and in, in doing one at a time. So what I'll do is I'll counsel one or, or two, not formally, but informally counsel one or two um, police officers with addiction or other issues, and hopefully the word will get around. And my ultimate goal is to be a law enforcement um, a chaplain. I'm currently working as a corporate chaplain. But I do believe what you're saying is so true. You know, I've been there and I've done that. And the way I can explain it is when I sought out counselors, secular counseling, when I was telling them about some of the things that I've witnessed and some of the things that I've seen, the, their faces were ultimately shocked, you know, and it made me want to withdraw. It made me not want to, to tell what was going on in my life and in my, my dreams and everything. And that's why I think we need, like you just said, uh, a Marine to, to um, effectively work on healing another Marine, you know, housewives and, and, and all these things, because I think that's the way God set it up. I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, to me, it's hard to speak outside of what you know. And what I would say is uh, combat is confusing. And uh, sometimes you don't even know where the bullets are coming from. And to, to do the right thing, it's not like in the movies where you have a script that says, go here, say this. It's hard. And police officers live uh, in that environment and truth be told, as Christians, we all live in that environment, and it's hard, and we don't have a script. And so uh, to expect that we're all going to do the exact right things all the time when understanding what's right can be so difficult is unfair, and it is um, not honest about the nature of combat. And so we won't always all do the right things, and it's always what you do next that counts, and so in your desire to help those in law enforcement uh, who may not really be all that willing or ready to talk about their struggles, honestly and openly, uh, is a gift. And it's a courageous uh, desire to help in that place. Christy, you uh, had something. I just was hearing that we often judge what we don't understand and if we haven't been there before, it's it. And if we don't have a mindset that, um, or a faith that brings us to a place of compassion, or rather, even more specifically, empathy, trying to put ourselves in someone's shoes, so to speak, then we push away and we judge. Mm. 
And so it 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 makes things even harder. Uh, but I want to just encourage you, Norm. Um, you know, God has obviously called you through a very challenging time. And even though you were facing these walls that are going up because perhaps some of these first responders can't look in the mirror and or they don't understand, I uh, just want to encourage you. It takes uh, just one to change a life. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I read... Um, I was reading uh, my devotional recently, and it said that to change, we must do something different. And that seems simple enough. And Christy loves tautologies, <laughs> and we've laughed about this before. But uh, basically, to change, you have to change. And so, Norm, as we talk about making that 180, as we talk about coming to stand in the glare of the truth with humility, as we talk about kneeling at the foot of the cross in tears with repentance, all of which brings us toward compassion in others, what would you say to somebody who has an inkling that they want to change, but they're not sure how? Mm. Uh, I would ask, the first thing I was asked what their spiritual life is like, right? Because even Christians that, that consider themselves mature Christians really don't know the gospel that well. I remember as, as a young guy, people trying to, to get me to go to church, and the, the, the gospel that they explained to me was all wrong. Uh, one guy said, well, you're, if you don't go to church, you're going to go to hell. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, I'm trying to do the right things. And, but So that was the wrong gospel, right? If I would have understood how simple and easy it is to be saved or to be cleansed, I think that would have made a huge difference. So part of my book has an actual Bible study, you know, why why we should believe that the Bible is true, why uh, we should believe um, God sent his own son down, how, how the, the whole sacrificial system works. And I think it, I try to explain it in a real simplistic way that even I can understand so that, Everybody can go, wow, you know, I didn't know this, and I didn't understand why Jesus had to die, and I, I now I understand, and now I, I want to do the right thing, not because it's the right thing to do, but I don't want to disappoint Jesus, right, because of what he has been through for me. Okay, so step one then would be to read the Bible and to consider the gospel, which, friends, we know means the good news— the good news of Christ, that by his work on the cross, our sins are atoned for. And that's not a daily thing. His work is once and done. It's finished. Yeah. And um, so, Norm, what would step two be? Well, so understanding that, understanding who God is, right? Because a lot of us have a false impression of who God is, Um you know, he's just a, 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 a father that wants to punish you. No, that, that's not true. You know, and why he does allow um, suffering in this world. My, my next book coming out in um, hopefully by Christmas, Why God Allows Suffering. And I, I think we, if we know with that, we have to believe Romans 8.28 that, yeah, he'll allow you to make the mistakes for certain reasons, and there's a whole wide, wide variety of reasons. But 
all things will work for the good if you continue to follow him and love him. So understanding who he is and why he does the things he does. I mean, a lot of that stuff is, is not really understandable for, for our minds. And then understanding who he sees us as is a real another thing. So like we spoke earlier, my, my impression of myself is not based on what others say. It's what the Bible says, who I am, and who God believes me to be. Uh, I love it. So step one, read the Bible, understand the gospel, the good news, what it means that Jesus was God's son, came to earth in the flesh, that he died for us, that Mm -hmm. he rose again, that he has defeated sin, overcome death, and that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Number two, ask who God is. And this is really important because he's not Santa Claus in the sky. (laughs) He's the creator of the universe. He is just. He is righteous. He cannot tolerate sin. There is no work that we can do to be as clean as he would need us to be. And so it's only by his son. It's only in that redemption that, as Christie said, our robes are washed clean. Isaiah chapter 1, I believe it's verse 19, says, Come. Let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. And it's by Jesus' work that our sins are forgiven and that we present ourselves to God as white as snow. And that's how he sees us. Our sins are as far as the east is from the west, the Bible says. And so, friends, God says in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse, I think, 11, that he wants us to call him Father. This is a loving God who's involved in the lives of his children, and he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. The first step is to turn to Christ, and we'll talk about that in the final segment. Stay with us. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. No, I never consider myself a teacher. No man of God, no kind. 
Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're speaking with Norm Welsh, former police officer and author of a book called Christ-Centered Healing of Trauma. And Norm told us that book is available on Amazon and also that he has a website, which is christ-centeredhealing.com. And he said hyphen, but I'm a Marine, so I say dash. (laughs) So it's christ-centeredhealing.com. And the book is called Christ-Centered Healing of Trauma. Healing a Broken Heart. Healing a Broken Heart. But when I said that before, Norm was like, you just gave away the whole plot of the book. It was like a spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) Hey, Norm, uh, as we bring change into our lives, as we seek change in honesty, uh, as we get to a place where we don't want to continue down that wrong road, carrying that heavy pack, and we don't mind what the consequences are. We just want to walk uh, in the light and the truth and the transparency of Christ. You said step one is to understand the gospel. Step two is to understand who God is. Step three is to understand how God sees us. And still, it can be so hard. Mm. So what would you say to somebody who is in that uh, it's it's hard place? I don't know if I can do it. Uh, you know, it's tough when somebody's gone through past trauma, especially childhood trauma, and you don't really connect the childhood trauma with how you're feeling today. So my recommendation is to journal out your feelings on a daily basis. You know, how you're feeling, what you're feeling, what your thoughts are, what your nightmares are, what, you know, what the intrusive thoughts or anxiety is. And when you look through there, you can almost identify what you're really feeling. And then when, like you said, um, the repentance comes into effect because we need to understand our role in it. In other words, okay, something bad happened to me, it wasn't fair, it wasn't right, but what the way I reacted wasn't in a godly way. So now I have to repent and, and change my direction for the, the sinful ways that I coped with those mechanisms. And once you start clearing all that stuff out, because most of us have multiple traumas, really, and once you peel that onion back, like you were talking about earlier, well, what happens is we start feeling some relief. You have to expose those, those past traumas to the sun, right? You can't let them um, just stay in that darkness where the enemy will just use them as a way to keep you oppressed. And so once you start journaling, you, you identify it. Once you identify your responses, that's when you can actually make some progress and, and cleanse out, um, you know, those, those horrible um, things that you've been through. There's a quote that I love uh, that says, uh, the cracks are where the light gets in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know what I hear in that is, um, and I may be oversimplifying it because I am a Marine and I do sometimes use crayons. Um, (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen you use crayons. It's because I ate them all. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) We we say if you want to find a Marine, just look for the guy sitting in the corner eating his crayons. Uh, That's just a joke. Okay, but this is very serious. What I'm hearing is that 
We need to understand what we need to let go of in order to move forward. And by journaling, Mm -hmm. you are going to sift through these things to understand precisely what it is that you need to let go of. And it sounds to me like uh, it it can help to have – you need help to do that because – uh, sometimes sorting through it is difficult by yourself. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. And we always recommend to have a trusted loved one that, that you can open up to, but sometimes we don't have that, right? So that's why I recommend the journaling. But if you have someone you could trust to open up to that can ask clarifying questions, that can ask deeper questions, because what's going to happen, trauma begets more trauma. So you can start digging deeper and going deeper in. And, and the deeper you can go, the more healing you can receive because there is healing. And that's what my main message is that a lot of us love to just sit in our anger, in our, our, our will to get retribution or revenge for those who harmed us. But it's going to affect your life negatively. It's going to impact your every relationship that you're into. And, and that's why I wrote this book is to there is healing out there. I didn't think there was either. But when I read the Bible, I saw it. It came, and I believe God made this revelation to me that you can heal. It's just a matter of, of, of digging down and letting go, like you said, of these things that we want to hold on to that we refuse to let go of. Yeah, it sounds like there's such healing and freedom in letting go. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Christy likes the metaphor of the monkey bars like we all used to play on when we were kids. you got to let go of the one behind as you reach for the one ahead. And sometimes it's really scary to let go of that because then you're like, what if I'm going to fall? Right. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the place where you uh, just can't stand where you are anymore. You can't move forward. You you want something different. And if you want something different bad enough, then you're willing to endure anything. And the best guide you can have is Jesus. Uh, Christy and I love the story about the man who fell in a hole. And he's trapped in the bottom of this deep, dark hole, and he's yelling for help. And a doctor walks by, and he says, Doctor, help me. And the doctor writes a prescription and drops it into the hole and walks off. And the guy says, Well, this doesn't help. And he keeps yelling. And a priest walks by. And he says, Father, help me. And the priest uh, says a prayer and walks off. And he says, well, uh, help me, help me. I still need help. And here comes Jesus. And he says, help me, Lord. And Jesus jumps down into the the hole. And uh, the man says, well, now we're both in this hole. And Jesus says, I've been in this hole before and I know how to get out. Jesus is the Son of God. He came to earth to show us that he knows how to get out of the hole. He knows what it is to be human of the flesh in the hole. And he can shine the light on the ladder to help you get out. And he will help you get out. And that's the truth. And that brings us to our moment of truth, because in every show we have a moment of truth where we consider scripture, which informs our conversation. And today's moment of truth comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, which say this, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. And so, friends, what I would ask is this. Are you tired? Are you burdened? Does this world sometimes seem like more than you can bear? Many of us have been in this place. Maybe someone's hurt you. Maybe you've made a mess that seems too big to clean up. Maybe you've dug a deep hole. Whatever the case, Jesus is the answer. If you think about the journey of our guest, he's a father, he was a drug addict, he was a police officer in prison. And when he turned to Jesus, not only did Jesus save him, but he also helps him to minister to others. Don't make the mistake of thinking that your mess is too big for Jesus to clean up. Don't make the mistake of thinking that Jesus doesn't help people like you. Don't make the mistake of thinking that you have to clean up your act before Jesus will help you. He said himself that he did not come to save the righteous, but that he came to save sinners. And make no mistake, regardless of how it looks on the surface, regardless of how many layers we pile on it and how good we make it look, we're all sinners. I learned a saying when I was in Afghanistan advising the Afghan border police. They said, if you take one step forward, I'll take three steps forward. And so from one center to another, my deepest hope is that today, whether things are going well in your life or you're in a deep, dark hole, if you will take one step toward Jesus, he will take as many steps as are required toward you. I have no doubt he will help you go the rest of the way. And with him, you will have peace. And that's courageous Christianity. So, Norm, an honor to have you with us. Uh, Thank you for your honesty and for your openness. It's never easy to be in our mistakes and to do so with such a heart to help people is uh, an amazing testament to your strength and your, your belief in Christ. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the time and allowing me to get my message out about getting the stigma removed. Amen. Friends, if you take one step toward Jesus, he will help you go the rest of the way. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT The Word in Houston, Texas at KKHT.com or on your favorite podcast app or our new website, CourageousChristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. Fi.